The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests. If you're a sensitive snowflake that may get easily offended, then turn this off immediately. If you want to hear the real truth about the gun culture, then stick around. This is the Armed Citizen Podcast. What is going on, my ghost squad? Welcome to the Armed Citizen Podcast Live. This is episode number 253. Today's date is August 2nd, 2022. Happy Every Second Matters. We are live as always over on YouTube and on Facebook. So if you're out there in the live chat, say something to check because we don't know that you're out there unless you do. If you would like to call in or text into the show with any questions or comments, yes, you can call or text in. Utilize the Ghost Tactical Hotline presented by our good friends Rod and Shelly Gates at Aegis Gun Care. That number is scrolling down below, and it's 530-364-4678. If you are a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that dark place, you're in the hole and you're looking for the light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I sure as hell might be a pretty decent ear to help you out some. If you are looking for someone to get you towards some medical advice, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers and sisters out here that are willing and able to help. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So please, um, please, I implore you to utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Sorry, I'm a little... (laughs) I just I just got a text message. I'm not. I just got a text message from two o'clock this morning that I just saw from a. Um, I'm a little worried. I don't know. I, I, I get this way sometimes, but uh, he's from a, a a Marine Force Recon guy who texted me at two o'clock this morning. Said he was in a dark place and couldn't sleep, and I just got the text message a little while ago. So I, I text him back, and I'm just waiting for a reply. So uh, if you're out there and you're listening to this live. Um, sorry, I, I didn't see it until now. I hope everything's okay. Um, get with me. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Anyways, um, where was I? Uh, the veteran crisis hotline. Yeah. 1-800-273-8255 is the veteran crisis hotline. We are spotlighting the United States Marine Corps as always. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title United States Marine, please see the website marines.com. And as always, we're a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Check out all your favorite Pro 2A Pro Gun podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let me get this off of my ugly mug and bring in our our shotgun rider, as always, from the great state of Texas, the tactical virus, I mean, uh, Leprechaun Clover Tack. What's up, homie? Happy every second matters, man. Happy every second matters. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. You've been busy the last few days. You were uh, out and about, huh? I'm about busy, but yeah. Well, yeah. you were you were not at home in your PJs all weekend. This put it that true. way. This is true. Yeah. Yep. So. Circled up through uh, Colorado, so across Texas, went into just the corner of New Mexico. Been there, but. Uh, 
up into Colorado Springs, back across to uh, Kansas, the non-tactical, the FUD Kansas, not the AR Kansas. The, yeah, the, the, the FUD Kansas, yeah, not the tactical down through, Kansas. Down through so. Oklahoma and back home, so made a big, huge circle. But, uh, yeah, road trip, had fun, saw some cool things, including Dragon Man's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 something. I, I mean, I love Colorado. I've been in Colorado a ton of times. Uh, probably my favorite state as far as beauty, and we want to live somewhere that probably one up the, up there with Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and Telluride, Colorado. My two kind of favorite places in America. I uh, love those places. Beautiful, but uh, yeah, I would love to get to uh, Colorado Springs area and to Dragon Man. You know, you see video of people that have gone there, and it just looks pretty awesome. And I remember talking to you when uh, that night after you got done with it, and you know, it's it's hard if you haven't been there. It's hard to kind of tell from people's videos, but I wasn't sure if it was like a, a, a when I say this word, I don't mean like junk, but like a junkyard where it's all kind of just thrown in there with really no organization. But you said that's not necessarily the case. It's very organized as far as maybe like time period stuff or together and all that. So it's hard to tell that from videos you see, but uh, it looks like it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely is. I'll tell you, you talk about Prudy. I, you know, I was surprised. Um, and it's been a long time since I've been up that way. I mean, I was, you know, teen, preteen probably, but yeah. you know, coming across into Western Kansas, we only went as, you know, basically uh, got over to Wichita, you know, and then come down into, um, Oklahoma, so didn't get too far east, but coming in, you know, the western part of Kansas with the oh, we got a call. We do have a call. Citizen Podcast. Who's this? Can you hear me? Hello? Hey, Double Dog, how are you? Devil Dog, how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm okay, I guess. I'm okay. Hey, I want to. I want. I want. I want to. Um, I want to start this off. I'm live right now on the internet. Do you want? Do you want to talk off air? I have no problem doing yeah. that. Yeah, off air is fine. Um, yeah. Um, are you okay right now? Why don't you just give me a call back. Why don't you just give me a call back tomorrow sometime? Well, uh, what are you okay right now? Um, I'm going to be okay. I'll be all right. I got just just some things going through my head I don't like, you know? No, 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 no. I, um, are you going to be around in about an hour, hour and a half? Yeah, I should be. You promise yeah. me you'll be around in an hour and a half? Yeah, yeah, I will be. I'm not going to do anything to hurt myself. Okay. I'm going to get done with, I'm gonna get done with this. Yeah, I'm going to get done with this in about an hour and a half, and I will call you as soon as I get off. Is that okay with you? Yeah, that's fine. Appreciate that. Yeah, brother, you hang in there and, and promise me you'll be here in an hour and a half. You understand? I will be. I will be. I will be. I will. My, my marine honor. I will be. All right. I'll call you in an hour and a half. All right. Gunny out. All right, brother. There you go. Yeah. Holy shit. Was that the one that texted? The guy that texted? Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Good. 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 Okay. So decision time. Call it. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. Do it. 
I don't blame you. Um, I tell you what, I don't. I, if you and TJ want to hang out for a little bit, um, yeah, I can go yeah. over and just pull up your feed and look at your polls and all that. So, uh, yeah, we'll hang out sure. if you want to. Yeah, let me. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to yeah, do that. We okay. Got no, we got no controls, but it's all good. Um, is there a way to do this? Hold on here. There's got to be a way for me to give you controls. Is there settings? Maybe I think somewhere you can add. Yeah, somewhere you can add people to to administer, but I don't know. I don't know where that's at. So we we'll, we can deal with it. We don't. What do we need to control? Honestly. Well, that's true. I, I don't suspect. I don't suspect I'll be gone terribly long. Um, so I'm gonna jump off, and yeah. uh, I'll jump back on a little bit later if you don't mind. Okay, that'll work. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'll I appreciate it. All right, all right, bye. So TJ. What's going on, sir? From Gear Report, jumping in late, but uh, he is. I had a we had a photo shoot on the beach, so I had to. Really? Yeah, I had the, the saltwater arms barracuda. I finally made it down to the beach and uh -huh. you know, spent an hour down there getting some photos. Right, right, gotcha. So uh, yeah, we'll go through these polls. I can't put anything on the screen, uh, and unfortunately, I got to vote in these in order to be able to uh, do it. But <laughs> let me go through this real quick and cast my votes there you uh, go okay so here we go so we've got uh about two thousand votes five days ago here uh it's time to settle this is a hot dog a sandwich so uh tj is a hot dog a no. sandwich no it's, no it's it's its own entity yeah i mean it, it's it, the when i if you was to tear the bun apart it would be closer to a sandwich right yeah um, if, and anything, I can if anything, it's closer to like a pita or something like that. I mean, so let me ask you this. Would you consider a fold over? You know what I'm talking about, right? If any, any poor boy uh, knows right. what a, uh, a fold over is, uh, a weenie on a piece of bread, right? Would mm -hmm. you consider a fold over a sandwich? Because I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah, with a fold so. over, right? It's on sandwich bread. It's on light bread. Yeah, if it's on sandwich bread, I'm always saying it's a sandwich, but hot dog bun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bun, right? Yeah. It's not bread. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I agree. Not. And 73% uh, on the poll out there says uh, says no as well. So, there, there you go. 27% uh, yes. Uh, and I, of course, have not run through all the comments. I don't have all the uh, ins and outs that Ghost normally will have when he's running the show here. Um, and I also can't put chats on the screen or anything like that, but we'll try to read some out if we get a chance. Like CNT, so the hot dog is just a hot dog. It, it exists on its own level. So, yep. uh, yeah, to an extent. Yes. Um, the next poll three days ago, uh, 1.4 thousand votes or 1400 votes for those of you that, uh, like it better said that way. Uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek, TJ. That's a tough call. I know, I know I'll catch flack either way, but I will say Star Wars. So I look at it because I'm more, I'm more prolific with the Star Wars. I haven't, I mean, I, Star Trek goes I back. I watched it back in the day. Yeah. And then I just, I got lost and then Star Wars came along. So I, I like, go, oh, okay. I go Star Wars too, right? But here's the thing with um, with with Star Wars versus Star Trek is 
just the merchandising, the the how it's interwoven into society and the nomenclature and everything else. Yeah. Um, even before Disney took over, you know, in the new releases or even the prequels, I just Star Wars was a much bigger deal, I think, than yeah. Star Trek. Uh, I just see it woven into the fabric of humanity a, a lot better for some reason, uh, or a lot more. Merchandising yeah. is through the roof, obviously, um, and all of that stuff. 82% out there agree. They say uh, Star Wars, 18% says Star Trek. Now, on Star Trek, let's go down this road for a second. Um, it's been around a while. Favorite favorite Star Trek series. Are you an old school or TNG uh, or the very, Space the very Nine? First, or... The very first one. Love really, the original? Shat Shatner, dude. The Shatner? Yeah. Yep. Um, I did not care much for the Shatner. Uh, the movies were okay. Yeah. Um, I will watch the original Star Trek, but I'm a TNG kiddo. Uh, I'm a next generation. I'm a Picard yeah. and Riker and uh, Crusher and all of them. Uh, by far. By far. Uh, so, yeah, getting out of the nerd and the... And the uh, geeky stuff and and all of that it's not in there i'm, I'm kind of out of the loop on that one since it is since it is every second matters uh mm -hmm. yeah ghost does have a gun related question 1700 votes or 1.7 votes um best sniper rifle caliber uh we've got choices of 338 lapua 50 bmg 300 win mag 308 winchester uh, or leave a comment. Uh, what do you say, TJ? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. I've shot them all, but I've never been in the sniper situation. So long. I mean, the long range. I've shot the longest I've shot is the three thirty eight. So I'm going to say three thirty eight. Yeah. Um, I go fifty B and G. Yeah, I haven't shot one really far. Just because I, I feel I'm, it's yeah. Yeah, I was going to it at the gathering, and I, we never made it up there. I was like, we have to walk. I was like, uh, -uh it's too far to walk. Screw that. Yeah, you know, fifty BMG <laughs> and a three thirty eight Lapua will do it too for sure. Uh, at fifteen hundred meters, it's, it's pretty bad yeah. to the bone. Uh, Mister A F N H out there says, "Yo, where's where's Ghost at?" So if you're coming in late, uh, first of all, welcome. But uh, yeah, Ghost had to uh, take a call from uh, from a, a Marine brother. Yep. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that as far as Gump would, uh, would allude to. Uh, so hopefully he'll get back uh, here for here for too long while uh, while he's gone, though. We, we, we try to the, hold down the fort. We'll try to hold down the fort and keep this as, uh, as entertaining and professional as we possibly can, I guess. Uh, yeah, I go 50 BMG, even though all of these other calibers are great. Um, you know, to add to 300 Win Mag, I think 300 Win Mag is, is especially nowadays, right? Yeah. Uh, the 338, a lot of offerings became available in 338 Lapua by Savage. A lot of reasonably priced, really nice rifles have come out. And 300 Win Mag has kind of gotten overlooked. And it still has a lot to offer. So, yeah. Uh, but we've got uh, uh, 338 Lapua is, is leading the way on the poll at 36%. Uh, 308, interestingly enough, 30%. 50 BMG at 19 300 Win Mag, the unsung hero, as I said, at 12. Um, what I find interesting, too, with this is 308 Winchester. Now, when you when you hear best sniper rifle caliber, most of our minds immediately go to long range. Right. And the thing is, around here in these parts, when you're talking about SWAT, the local sheriff's department, you know, that sort of thing, um, the vast majority of those are 308 or maybe 300 Win Mag, right? 
Yeah. And you're talking about shots 200 yards or less. You know, 300 would be insanely crazy, right? Um, so yeah. keep in mind out there, when we're talking, you know, sniper rifle, we're not talking about, you know, hundreds, thousands of yards, miles or whatever away. Um, yeah. Pat in the bunker six, out there. 6'5 six, six, at that point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Pat in the bunker out there uh, says uh, uh, 762-54R. He said, I know uh, it's not the best, but uh, a lot of rifles were made for that caliber. And I'll tell you what, there have been a lot of many, many, many a uh, soldier picked off by that by that caliber from, from snipers as well. Uh, very capable round. Um, Rod with Aegis out there, he says, our boy Charlie prefers the 300 Win Mag. I know he does. We're talking about Charlie Melton, who uh, has held many many long range records um you know talking about the 300 wind mag one of the things uh as tj goes and handles what he's gonna handle one of the uh one of the things that i enjoy is and i don't know if uh since tj's back i don't know if this is one that you have shot before but have you a little bit have you shot the uh have you ever shot a 300 weatherby magnum yeah yeah um 300 Weatherby Magnum, if you get a chance out there, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. It is basically a 300 Win Mag on steroids. A little bit nice. A little bit longer uh, case, almost the exact same dimensions-wise. Just think about extending the, the length of the, a little uh, more, the little body. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, Screaming Skull out there says he used to own a 300 Weatherby Magnum. Awesome. I still, I still do. Uh, but, yeah. 338 Lapua takes it, and I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm indifferent on that. Um, yeah. It, it's, it gets into the thing, and when you're talking about this, having 338 Lapua, 50 BMG, and 300 Win Mag along with 308, here's what's wild 300 Win Mag, 50 BMG, and 338 Lapua. Ammunition is going to cost you about the same amount per round on all three of those. Um, okay. 308 by far is the cheapest to shoot. <laughs> Yeah, so. I've got I've got a three hundred wind mag and it's pricey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Screaming Soul says he took a huge ten point whitetail uh, with his three hundred Weatherby mag. Yeah, it will definitely definitely do it for sure. So yeah, I'm trying to keep up with the chat uh, out there. I don't have uh, I'm in the Streamyard thing, so no forgive controls. me. And I have no controls or nothing like that. But it is every second matter. So I didn't say that when you come in, PJ, but. Happy every second matters to you. Happy every second. Um, and, um, yeah, to everybody else, hopefully you have all done something with uh, uh, every second matters, posting up your pro 2A. And this is something I added. I know G-Webs was trying to get in the chat with us here before Ghost had to leave. And, again, I don't have controls, but... Hopefully we can get G Webs in and he can correct me or he can correct me in, in the chat. But you know, one thing that I, I don't know if I added this or if other people have done it in the past, but you know, they always talked about every second matters and getting out there and posting content, social on social media, videos, podcasts, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, and you know, Oh, show your pro two a, you know, stuff. It's, it is after all, every second matters. Uh, second meaning two a, right. Right. And, uh, you know, I add pro farm lifestyle to that because, you know, I don't 
you know, just showing a cool hunting rifle or showing that, you know, firearms are normalizing firearm ownership, right? I think is a, is a valid part of the, of the two a battle. Oh yeah. And so, you know, by adding that, we just kind of increase what we're able or capable or want to do. Right. Well, that's, I mean, yeah, promote it any way we can, or, I mean, no, try to try to normalize it back back then you know counteract what they're doing is demonizing it so right you do something yep i mean you know killing killing what with me today like i said we went both of us went down to the beach and took some pictures with the uh you know with the rifle down on the down in the sand and stuff and people were looking at us like was, no cops called i didn't get tased it's a good day nice yeah yeah so, those will be up those will be up in a little while i was that's what i was getting ready to do and i was like oh ghost is on i forgot i was gonna go Yep. Right. Right. Well, like I said, hopefully he'll be uh, he'll be back in a little bit. You can get Jay Webb's hand, and we'll continue to talk about other things. Uh, I know that uh, he wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the AWB. That's uh, going through. It's uh, went through the house. Uh, is now being talked about and everything. Last I'd heard, anyway, yep. over in the Senate. Yeah, a little I, bit. I, of, I hope everybody's been emailing their senators. Yeah, you know, making some noise. That was a really weird thing because they they pulled that in the house, mm-hmm. right? They went through the committee thing and they pulled it down and then they changed some rules and did some other things and threw it back up there. And it's like, yeah. okay, that was weird. I think yeah. one of the telltale signs, you know, I know that Shannon Watts had put out some messaging. And for those that don't know, that's the mom's demand action head honcho. But, um, yeah, Shannon um, – had tweeted or something that, you know, uh, how the gun control pro gun control movement, you know, is gaining ground and all their efforts are paying off. Cause look what the house did, you know? And, you know, the thing is if the house, if, if they had the opportunity to do this, they would have had the opportunity when they had much larger numbers than they have now. I yeah. think. Um, and then when you look at eight, was there eight Democrats that voted against six, this? six, eight, yeah. there was, okay. There was eight, there was six that voted against it then. And then two Republicans that voted for it, I think. Yeah. We don't talk about those bastards. New York and uh, Pennsylvania. I don't mm-hmm. remember the ones, uh, but yeah, the, um, you know, I think having six that voted against it, is a bigger tale, right? She wants to tout the fact that they just got it passed in the house. And I'm like, I think the six Democrats voting against it, I think that signals more to, it doesn't really have a chance in the Senate unless they, unless they deal with the filibuster. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Hopefully. Well, I mean, that's how they got it. That's how they got the vote on. They nuked that uh, the 24 hour stay or whatever. So yeah, they they nuked that and like, Oh, we can vote. Well, Senate rules are a little more stringent. Yeah. Um, and Senate rules are still are also one of them things that they have to be really careful what they change because as soon as the as party power shifts, right, um, then they have given power to the opposite side. And by all indications, it looks like we've got a flip coming. I would assume so. So yeah. Um, so I've got ghost sent you a email. Yeah. So 
hopefully you have control um, soon. I, I may do it. So hang tight. And uh, we're going to turn the show over to TJ now while I try to go through the admin process and get back <laughs> in. So, uh, TJ, take it away. I'm just going to go back to reading this, this comment by Rod that he thought I looked pretty sexy with this hat on, which, oh, hold on. I do. I tried using the, I tried using the cleaner rod. Still left a little bit of a little bit of salt in there. He showed he had it, but Rod put up a video of, of cleaning cleaning the hat with this cleaner. You're you're back already. And uh, I'm back I already. It. That was a fairly seamless process. <laughs> and I can put uh, Ghost says he will be back in a bit. Look at there. I can put things on the screen. Oh, I'm gonna have oh, geez, to there we go. So let's bring in you're, the you're uh, running the show now. <laughs> let's bring in the OG. G Webs has been waiting patiently. Yeah, back you don't there. have to let Ghost back in. You know. The OG, I think, I think he can override it. I oh, think I don't know that for a fact, but I was going to say you're your is... co-host, right? It's not like you take over the hosting. It's not like one of those no. airplanes where you move the steering wheel to the other side. And I've got the ability to the end the, I've got the ability to end the broadcast, and yep. I don't see anything, any buttons I don't have that I wouldn't have with my podcast. And you, you can't change like the icons and the head footer and all that stuff. Um, yes, I can. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Ghost is out there in the green room. Like, let me in. Like, sorry, buddy. So watch this. Okay. The ticker at the bottom. Yep. Goes away. Oh, geez. Back goes away. Comes back. So yeah, I do have like complete control. This is awesome. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, no, he'll probably, he can always remove my yeah. ability uh once he once he returns uh you know oh, yeah. this show's over and everything and i would advise probably that he did that because quite honestly um if i'm not having to facilitate things it's uncomfortable having this this control on a podcast that's not mine i don't yeah you know what i'm saying if i was a guest i wouldn't want all these extra buttons like, because it's distracting but like this tactical just got kicked just, off what just, happened right right so anyway g webs in the house happy every second matters to you Hey, thanks for that. Yep, keeping the thing going. You bet. So we were, uh, yeah, we were just kind of riffing on the uh, the AWB there, and uh, you know our thoughts on what may or may not happen. I know that the the verbiage in the house from most of the things I've I've listened to several people reading through at least parts of it. It's pretty bad. I mean, there's <laughs> there's shotguns, handguns. It's going to affect a lot of things. Um. And it's so broad, in fact, that's part of the problem I see with the with the Senate. Um, you know, yeah. they tried to do some things when they passed their goofy increased background check for younger than 21, red flag, um, yeah. support the states, give them money to do stuff, you know, bill. And the reason that that got through is they couldn't get anything else. So it's like, I don't see this hitting the Senate and... But that's the thing we got to be worried about, right? It's never, it's never what the house passes that's a problem. That is almost utter lunacy every single time, no matter what kind of legislation oh, yeah. we're talking about. What we got to worry about is when it hits the Senate, and they redraft and change this and go through the committee and change that. You know what's left to some people may look good. Yeah, um, like I said, I think I think part of those Democrats voting, you know, against it was the because it's just a horrible, horribly written bill. And I yeah. think they're like, you know, we, no. like like if it was if it was trimmed, then maybe they would have gone the other way. But who knows? 
Ghost is back. Nice. That was quick. Well, he he's he's uh he's on a phone call right now with someone. So, oh, okay. Uh, in a in a good way, he might call me nice. back in a little okay. bit. But uh, well, yeah, good. as long as it's getting taken care of. Man, yeah. Sorry about that. Thanks for uh, holding the fort. I appreciate you guys. What are we talking about? Uh, we we went through the polls and um, all right. Yeah, I think TJ and I agreed with a winner on every single one of them. So. Uh, no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We disagreed. Yep. I disagreed on the sniper. I said 50 BMG yep. on the sniper. Okay. Uh, and then um, you gave me control. I brought G-Webs in. He just said hi. Basically, all he's done. And we uh, kind of started talking about the AWB stuff a little bit. Uh, we haven't delved right. really heavy into it. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Thanks for Clover and G and TJ. Um, yeah. Some things are a little more important. So um no offense to you guys, but uh, I love you guys, but some things are a little more important sometimes. But yeah, anyways, so AWB, yeah, so that went through, and I remember, was it Clover, was it me, you, and Chase or something that we're talking as soon as that went down in the yep. in the house yep. uh, about what we thought was going to happen. Well, and what we talked about, what we talked about, or we did, not not us, but what I was hearing before then was that the house dumped it. It went through committee yeah. and they dumped it. And the next thing you know, they're taking a boat and it passes. Right. And it's like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. Whoa, what? what I, I think that, I think that they, they did a quick caucus count, maybe knew that they were going to have a little bit of support, which they had what four or five Republicans join. They did lose a couple Democrats, ironically on the vote, which is funny, but I think they, um, lost, I think they lost six Democrats and they, gained two republicans like, i think is yeah something like that yeah and, and it which doesn't surprise me because i mean what people don't realize is well i'm sure people a lot of people do realize but i'm not saying that they really didn't want this i'm just saying that this is this is grandstanding for the house i think that they realize if i'm going over something you guys have already talked about just tell me to shut up um uh, now that Clover has like full admin control, the show kick me out at this That's point. You need to be know. back in the green room, just no, waiting. I've like, already talked doing? about how it's uncomfortable having all these buttons. <laughs> I can literally do. I can literally do anything I can do in my live stream, bro. This is uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, it, it gave me the option. It gave me the option of making you a co-host or an admin, and I didn't know if you were going to have control yeah. to bring people in as a co-host. So I said, well. I'll give him an admin real quick, but no, um, you know, they're, they're, the midterms are coming up yeah. and obviously yeah. all the house is up for it. And part of the Senate is up. The problem that they're going to have some of these Democrats, and I think that's probably why they lost several of them is they are probably in districts that are 50, 50 on gun rights. You know, their constituents there, it's not hardcore pro gun or hardcore anti gun in their district. And something like an assault weapons ban, that's not something that is taken lightly. That's a massive, massive ordeal. And for some people in their districts, that could be a game breaker for them. They very well could be liberal on most things, but they might be pro-constitution or pro-gun. And there's a, there's a, you know, I suspect that there's a reason why those Democrats, you know, flip sides on this. It's probably because they were worried about losing their seat. Um, now going back to the Senate, unless Schumer, and I don't even think Schumer has the, the power 
to negate the filibuster, they're going to need 60 votes in the Senate just to get a vote on it. They have to pass the filibuster just to get a vote on the floor. I don't suspect they're going to have the 60 votes to get rid of the filibuster on this, uh, much less have the, this, the, the 51, or I guess they just need 50 because we know Harris will sign it. I don't think they've got it in the Senate. I'm not saying that it's not going to happen. I'm not saying relax. I'm not saying any of that. Saying I, I just find the path to the Senate being very, very difficult. And so what this tells me, this is just my opinion. This was a play by the House because everyone in the House is up for election this year. It's not like they split like the Senate. Every two years, the entire House is up for re-election. I think they probably knew it wasn't going to pass the Senate, but we're 100 days out or so from Election Day that the House was probably saying, we can pass this, and that makes us look really good in our districts. Right. I don't know if that's the truth, or that, but that's how I feel about it. What do you guys think? No, I, I mean, that's what, that's what I felt. It was like right before elections, you know, trying to get something through. And, uh, you know, like I said, some of the Dems were, you know, they, I think it was, it, it was, yeah, you know, they had a lot of support, you know, for the 2A community in their, their districts. But, like, you know, part of it, I, the bill is horrible. It's just horrible. I mean, it, it impacts so many people that, I mean, they're probably like, there's no way in hell it's getting through the Senate. And if it does, it's still unconstitutional. So, you know, it'll yeah. get struck down in the, you know, the courts. But, you know. It's, we hope. We hope. We hope. Yeah, it, it, in light of the decisions, because the, keep in mind, there's more than one. Uh, there's the, what do they call it? Not the, not the Bruin decision where it set forth the criteria for second amendment cases and all of that and reaffirmed heller and all of this other stuff which obviously mm -hmm. they that'd be it completely violates and they said as much in the hearings it's on the record with nadler or whatever going yeah we're trying we're, we're this is purposely to ban common use firearms and it's right. like well how much more do you need for a court case than him saying that's he we're violating what the court says right so yep. With that in your face, I think it was a play to throw in the face of the courts. But I think in light of the Supreme Court and then the other one, which is, uh, what do they call it? Chevron difference, right? There was a, another one that had to do with the EPA ruling. And a lot of people weren't paying attention to that and how it could apply to the ATF and everything. But it was Chevron difference. So in light of those things, you're seeing a lot of, of things back off. Like what it was, L.A. County or the, or the uh, city of L.A. or whatever are not enforcing uh back restrictions right now right um and so there's a lot of things going on because of these court cases and it it just don't make no sense they know this right they have to know this their aides have to be telling them this if nothing else if they're too dumb or not paying attention they've got people that are telling them right that are that are corralling them and directing them and informing them you you, you would think at least the higher levels and so well, you know you get into yeah i think it's a it's a grandstand move uh, it's to put pressure on the Senate. Uh, it's to set things in motion where when evil doesn't stop after the Democrats lose control in November, which will likely happen, evil won't stop because of another party has taken power. Let's be honest. Right. And yep. so when evil doesn't stop and, and it's not like the Republicans are going to do things to curb the evil right it's not like republicans are going to do things that's meaningful like fund the security of schools or get rid of gun-free zones right which would help in some of that crime 
it's not like the Republicans are going to pass laws where prosecutors have to put people in jail and keep people in jail, right? And right. so when the Republicans don't do their job, and I'm saying this because I'm not a fan of either party, when the Republicans do take power and they don't do the things necessary to actually affect change, then the Democrats can go, see, we tried to do this, right? And we, we couldn't get it through because of them blasted Republicans. They'll blame the Republicans in the Senate, right? In mm-hmm. order to help sway the next election. That's what I think. Well, you know, and, and at what point do states' rights and the 14th Amendment come into play on this? Um I, I, I still don't understand how a national assault weapons ban is constitutional. I think this is, and I'm not saying it's right by any means, but this is sounds like to me is a state's thing. This should not be at a federal level. I don't think that, I think they should have learned their lesson from the 94. Um, things got worse as far as different rates and all of that. Um, there you go. He's talking about the 94 and, and DJ brought up a point as well. Um, earlier he says, can anyone who was around or aware of the 94 assault weapons man offer us some useful observations? Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's one of those things. I, I think if you look at any study, I don't care where it came from. If you look at any study that came during or just after 2004, the 94 so- AWB went out. I think they saw all those those crime rates and all of that go up. So I, I, if you're talking about it in a logical sense, and I know it's it's funny to say logical and Congress in the same sentence, but if you try to think of this in a logical way, there is no logic to it. Um, to me, it's 100%. They know that they're in a fight for their lives to control Congress, and I think this is just something – that is a sexy title. Uh, it is something that is going to get headlines. And if for no other reason, they can go back to their constituents and say, we did our jobs. The Senate didn't pass it, but we did our jobs. So vote for us this November. Well, That's just me. So there has been multiple opportunities, right? For the, let's just say the politicians, because it, 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 you got on both sides, you got them, but, Party control and the politicians, right? There have been multiple times since 94, right? That they have Mm -hmm. had the power to do it, right? Yep, absolutely. But they didn't, right? They didn't. Well, why didn't they? That's what we got to do, right? If they had the power to do it back then and they have been adamant for how many years has it been since 94, 30 years, and they've been adamant about it all this time, why have they not done it? If they could just ram it through because they had the numbers. They rammed Obamacare down our throat, right? This Why could they have not rammed an assault weapons ban down our throat as well at the same time? Here's why. 100%. People people forget about this. In 94, yes, we did not have the internet. We did not have much of the means of communication. There were very few people that were aware of, of what's going on. There were also very few people that were multitudes of less people that were into these types of firearms, the whole AR, AK, the whole quote unquote assault weapon, what it would entail. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was one of the components. Don't get me wrong. There was multiple components that caused the revolution of 94 in the contract with America in the first time in history that Republicans just 
wiped the floor with everybody and took control. All right. That was one component of it. And they know this. They know that. That's why they haven't. That's why they haven't touched it since, even though they have the number. So it's really easy to grandstand when you know that it's not. You know what I'm saying? When you know it's not. Exactly right. It's right. That's right. It's really easy to say you're fighting for something that, you know, you're not really going to have to stand up for it. 100 percent and i think that's exactly once again i'm not saying don't be worried uh, but i'm also i'm ne- i've never been people know this i'm not the guy that says the sky is falling but i'm not saying don't worry don't hey hey i'm not saying do not contact your senators i'm not saying that do that do all of that definitely yeah. but let's understand also the senate has a much much harder path for this thing to pass with the filibuster with the filibuster than than the house yeah uh, not saying it's not going to happen and, but it, it's it is tougher and compared to 94 this one is complete lunacy yes it is like Definitely. it affects <laughs> seriously my 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 fud brethren out there oh this yeah affects semi-automatic shotguns mm-hmm. like no joke this affects handguns no joke yep. there are certain 1911s yep that this of. will affect yep Seriously, yeah, any version of that. It's a weight deal, like a semi-automatic handgun that weighs over a certain amount, and I can't remember what it is, would fall into this category. Yeah. no, it's Well, that's all of your metal frame stuff, or that's a lot of your longer barrel metal frame stuff. Yeah. No, it's just one of those things to where I think they come back. I think the Senate comes back in next week sometime. Um, it'll be interesting to see what plays out and how quickly, if in fact, uh, does this get pocket vetoed? Does this, I mean, you know, does Schumer it is, and here's, here's the thing. Is this an opportunity for Schumer to take the reins and try to end the filibuster? And I don't think he will, because I think what I think he, I mean, let's, let's, we call them idiots all the time. They're not idiots. They're, they they're intelligent what that people. Means down the they road. understand that once the filibuster is gone, that means the filibuster is gone for everything. And they don't want to open the door uh, to ending a filibuster 100 days before an election that there could be a massive swing to where now if the Republicans take over, now there's not a filibuster either. So And um, no, and no yeah. party ever in power will reinstate the filibuster. Oh, absolutely. So unless they end it with a sunset clause of some sort, right? Where it's like, okay, we're going to do away the fill- with a filibuster for two years and then it automatically comes back or something, right? Yeah. That yeah. If they end it just with no caveats like that. It's not coming back. It's never coming <laughs> yeah. back because it would take the party in power, essentially, right? Or a bunch of honest people up there. And let's be, let's be fair about it. There's no such thing as, you know, all every politician out there being honest if they are a good politician they're not honest that's just uh, ricardo asked about that. ar pistols yes oh, yeah. ar yeah. pistols yeah. absolutely um absolutely um so yeah um yeah you know it, it's one of those things and i'm and i'm i'm gonna get some hate for this and that's okay but i am to a certain extent glad now maybe because i haven't been paying very much attention i've been busy at work but I haven't seen as much of the sky is falling content out there from our brethren in the uh, gun tuber world. Maybe I'm just ignorant and naive that I haven't seen it. 
but I haven't seen as much as I have in, in, in other issues in the years past. Um, maybe, maybe everyone is evolving and understanding that there's a process in place and there's a reason why this process takes place just because it passes the house. doesn't mean it becomes law. You know, it has to, it has to pass both houses, both chambers and then get signed. And then obviously if it gets signed, I promise you the next day, this will be contested several oh. times over in the Guaranteed. courts. So, um, the, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think so. And one thing that, that bothers me a little bit is, you know, what what's the left hand doing? You know what I mean? Yeah, with with this, I mean, they pulled it. They did this. They did that. They've done went out and blatantly said we're violating what the court said. They, they've done all this goofy stuff. And it's like, it, I, how in the world? Like, you've got to be trying to draw attention away from something by even by doing this. But. Yeah. To your point about the ones that want to drum up the drama, you know, for the views and, and you know, uh, fear monger and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right. Just just hyper inflate every little thing. Um, I think some of these the entities that are doing that and, and, you know, we're not talking about we're not even talking about legacy type media. Sure. So we're talking about online. But I think they realize that the more people that actually wake up the more people that actually pay attention, the less people that they can do that to. The, yeah. the more people they're going to have that call them out and go, whoa, 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 wait, that's not, you're taking yeah. this way too far. That's not the way it goes. You know, we've, we've had a problem in this country for a long, long time where journalism is dead, period, uh, for 20 years probably, or maybe even a little longer. There is no true journalism. And a lot of these sources that come up, and I'm not talking about, you know, two AU tubers or gun tubers or, or, you know, necessarily or anything like that. Uh, but I'm talking about anybody that reports the news online or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there is I kind of forgot where I was going with that, but <laughs> he's talking so much. He forgets his own like, shit, man. I do. I do. <laughs> um, he's trying but, to be yeah, profound, you know? Well, I was. But it's, yeah, like I said, it, it, it's the, the case where, you know, they can only do so much. They, they complain. We, we complain as a society, as a community. Um, a lot of us have that journalism is dead. And, and why aren't people just reporting the facts, right? Reporting yep. what's going on. Don't interject opinion. Don't hyperinflate things and blow things out of proportion. Just report what's going on. That's all people truly need their news that's all they need and, and i think you're starting to see a lot of these sources finally get it they're like look we're being hypocritical right yeah, yeah. you know we're, we're blaming you know fox and cnn and, and whoever for twisting the narrative you know, running the narrative and twisting the stories but ultimately we're doing the same thing and you're seeing some of them start to back off and just come on and say hey look here's what happened you know this this is what's in the bill this is what they're voting on this is what they're going to vote you know, and just kind of matter of facting it. And I'll, I really like that approach. And I think we need a lot yeah. more of it. If you guys are interested um, in a great show, it's only three seasons and they're like 10, 10 episodes uh, per season. I just got finished watching a couple weeks ago. It's on HBO Max. Kind of talking about what you're talking about, um, about just reporting the news, not the fluff, not trying to 
be left or right and all that. It's called the newsroom. Um, Aaron Sorkin, this is probably 10 years ago. Um, Aaron came up, they, they have it still on HBO Max. Aaron Sorkin created it. Got, same guy did West Wing and all of that. Um, and Jeff Daniels is the anchor for the CNN. It's, it's a huge cable news. He's the anchor. And for years, all he's cared about is getting ratings. And he's doing the fluff pieces to become very, very popular and powerful as this main anchor. And he decides, I'm, I'm done. I want to do the news. Like straight up, like no politics, like just here's the news. And it's and it's all about different stories and how they, they decide to put what's on the news on this, you know, uh show. And it's wonderful. Jeff Daniels is fantastic. And uh one of the episodes is going through the bin Laden raid, where they're getting messages from inside the government saying, Hey, we're gonna be going live with a major announcement in a couple hours. I need some airtime. Um and they're all speculating, what could it be? What could it be? And they start figuring out maybe it's Bin Laden. And so they're like, they're, they're trying to decide, do we go public and half an hour later or early to announce that we've got Bin Laden, even though it's not 100% with three different sources, but do we get out there first? And because that's what a lot of them do. A lot of them without the facts will get out there even if it's completely yep. wrong, they want to be first. And they're like, do we want to break this 30 minutes early to be the first ones? And he's like, no, like we'll, we'll announce it and we will cover it when the president announces it. We're not going to mess around with trying to be first. Let's be right. Let others try to be first. We're going to be right on it. It's a wonderful show. So go check out the newsroom. It's, it's fantastic. Um, couple questions out here that I wanted to bring up. Um, that's one of them right there. Before we get to that, G Webs had maybe the most important question um, of the night so far, and he says, "How many bad apples do you tolerate in an applesauce?" That's 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 a good question. I I suspect I don't want any rotten apples in my applesauce. I don't know about you guys. I don't even want the applesauce. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I don't mind applesauce. I don't I mind applesauce. Well. <laughs> Applesauce was invented for a reason, and if anybody thinks that they use best apples in there, your grandma puts the best apples in there. Nobody else puts. Oh yeah, but the mass-produced, probably even apple, really. Geez, probably some fake stuff with apple flavoring. All the stuff that some kind of robot can get off the core when they make the slices for McDonald's or something. You know what I mean? It's whatever's left after the pretty apples have done done whatever pretty apples do. Absolutely. Now, Honcho brings up a legitimate question, not that G's wasn't, but uh, he says, how does this proposed ban affect gun manufacturers who make billions? Are they not interested in stopping it? If not, why not? The answer is, is, is yes. I mean, they don't want this to happen because let's, let's be honest. Every manufacturer these days are have some sort of an AR-15 style platform oh, yeah. in their repertoire, and they sell them. That said, if this thing does get passed and that grace period from the time it passes till it gets signed or whatever, they're going to sell a shit ton of more of them. So, but let's understand most of the time, okay, the manufacturers are not in the business of being political. Okay. Now here's something that a lot of people don't, uh, don't realize. Probably when I say the letters NSSF, most people think, oh, that's SHOT Show. And it is. 
that's where that's the main way that the NSSF raises money and all of that. But the NSSF is amazingly strong in people, you know, probably behind NRA, but people don't realize how strong of a lobby the NSSF is. And most of the manufacturers do their lobbying through the NSSF. So if you hear the NSSF doing something, that's typically most of the manufacturers that are belong part of the NSSF, but you, you probably won't see Colt. You probably won't see Smith and Wesson or Ruger or any of these publicly come out and say that because it is what it is. They're going to let the NSSF and other companies like that organizations talk for them, which they're a member of. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword. So let's go. First of all, yes. Thank Patriot in the Dark. $20 super chat. He's supposed to be calling me back here in a little bit. I just got a text from him. He's, he's okay right now. He's going to go take a ride on his motorcycle to clear his head for a little bit. Um, and he said he's going to call me back. So things are looking positive. Um, but as far as the manufacturers, my take is, is I think that they'll utilize you at the NSSF. But what do you guys, G, Clover, TJ, when it well, comes to manufacturers, how do you think that they're going to respond to something like this? Well, firearm sales went up. I just want to point this out. Uh, during the uh, 94 AWB, um, firearm sales and sales of those style firearms, uh, even though some were some were built prior to that, right? Uh, and then others were changed to comply. But either way, sales went up, right? So when you're talking about manufacturers, it's like, eh, there's no... It's not like they're going away. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, you know, they can potentially roll the, with the punches and, and still sell stuff. Uh, that being said, I agree with you. You don't see uh, people take a lot of the industry stuff, the industry silence as the company not having a say or not doing something. But a lot of them are doing things behind the scenes. That absolutely yeah. does happen. They, have, they are funding FPC or, or some well, of these other – they are funding court cases. They internal, They're funding a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, then they have internal – if they don't have internal employees, right, that are lobbyists or whatever, then they have firms and stuff that they yeah, – you know, absolutely. They don't have to get out there and do it and, and be contacting and be talking with people themselves they've got a business to run right and and that's normal right you, you can't you can't look at them and go well why is you know whoever the head of smith and wesson or whoever the head of ruger or this other you know why don't we see them out you know pounding the pavement and, and visiting washington and doing all this stuff because they like, have well, stockholders they got, they got, <laughs> they, they're running a business their job is to run yeah. that business their job got, is not to lobby and stuff right they got people for that they're gonna exactly. They got yep. that. That's what I was gonna say. They got they got they got people on it. It's not like they're not doing anything. They've got their people doing it. So well, and they're, yeah, they're supporting all the other all the other people who are doing you know F FPC and all those. Well, it's the NSSF but, that's where it started from. Yeah, that's yeah. the industry yeah. supports. That's where they get. Nobody pays NSSF nothing. There's some members of the NSSF like press or somebody, but they get their money from industry, and that's how the industry. That's when they exactly. say things like the industry lobby. They'll say the NSSF, which is one step away from being a government interface, really. It's just somebody that allows all the manufacturers or gun shops or whatever the level of industry you want to approach. It allows them to have a, a, a place that will get them at a national level, at least with a national focus or voice to interact with whatever government agency is either uh, regulating or enforcing whatever the situation is. And the, yeah, and, and, and the, the politicians are talking about 
well, the politicians will say it's the NRA. <laughs> the, you know what I mean? Right. Like the gun, the it gun has historically the been NRA, there. and it's like... It uh, has historically been the NRA. The NRA is $350 million strong. NSSF on a good day is $17 million strong. NSSF spends $11 million on SHOT Show. So NSSF is a $7 million entity-ish, and they basically are of interface and a professional uh, collaboration with the industry since they run SHOT Show and they do other stuff. Interface. They also run the standardization of ammo, like the sizes of chambers and things is run by SAMI. They also run that. So they're almost just a government interface. So that, and also a, a, a you know, a, a collaboration of uh, m m any kind of engineering and machinists have to agree on what an inch is going to be, right? Like how, what size do we go from? What's a, what's a, what's a mil spec AR, that kind of thing. So, uh, so anyway, their NRA is, 350 and if you look at speculations on numbers after uh the effects of the last couple of years 245 million so there's a hundred million 100 million dollar swing there which covers every other organization times 10. so the other organizations are little pieces of dust on the ground next to this giant tree if you're looking at it on a bar graph so just to put it in perspective or whatever whoa i just realized when i comment through Streamyard, it comments as ghost tactics yeah, I just saw that. I was like, "That's I did not get it." In a, I, I probably oh, did, but I didn't dude, check it. The power is crazy here, dude. Holy hell! Uh, Man. What happens? I just so commented put a comment, and, and it put it as ghost. It says Ghost Tactical said I got an email from NSSF talking about it all the other day. Yeah, yeah, that happens when you're co-hosting like that. Sorry, you guys didn't realize that. Wow. No. Hmm. You better watch yourself, Clove. Just saying. Yeah, you I won't. I won't use really that. Really mess me up. I, I was, well, I don't <laughs> have the YouTube all kinds of comments. And I was, to, I was replying to I was replying to Calaveras, who said it would be nice to see a public statement from uh, NSSF, and I'm like, I got an email the other day, so it's like, are you on their mailing list? I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, uh, you guys have all been chatting. I didn't want to interrupt you or whatever. But if we're talking about any kind of political thing of the day, what does that mean? Uh, whatever the t thing of the day is, I'd like to think of that as the issues of a specific time in the cycle of 2A in the long time, in the long term, right? So going up to a, a perspective like 30,000 foot view or something or the air traffic controller, what we're dealing with now is landing the airplane, right? We're dealing with an issue. We've got all hands on deck. Let's make sure we land this plane. We've got some issues. But it's not the last time we're going to have to land a plane. It's not the first time we've had to land a plane. The people in the plane are different, right? Like the crew and the and the passengers are all different. The people participating in 2A, people participating in gun community change a little bit, right? But this isn't the first time we've done this. So in answering these questions, I'm just going to say, since this is every second matters, we have time on this planet together, right? We, we all happen to be put on this planet, rotating around the sun at this era, in this time. We're all here together. We have a finite amount of time that we have to share together, and we're spending our time addressing the potentialities and the theoreticals and the how come part of the community, right, like didn't do this, or what if another part of the community would have done that, when we could also be air traffic controllers and say, well, we know if planes are going to have this problem all the time, what if we put someone else in the plane or, you know, we put something there to prevent this from happening. So now we can experience whatever the next issue is going to be. Cause I think that's where 
we we're better off because we're then a more moving target. We're an adaptive target that evolves and we're not a mechanism for the other side to just assume. And it's been difficult. You can tell from their tactics and stuff. I'm guessing Ghost has got something going on. I'll just keep ranting. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, keep going, guys. So since we've seen um, them change their tactics slightly, but also pull off so many old dusty things, I think that we can also be looking at this as instead of worrying about the specifics and something is going to happen either in the next five days or in the next 45. And if it does, it's going to mean that we have to do this or it's going to mean, you know, we have, we have only so many choices and we've had the same scenario play out millions of times. So, or not millions, but you know, I'm, without exaggerating, at least dozens of times as a community of people together online, I've experienced this at least dozens of times in different amplitudes or different volumes, depending on if you're talking about the 23 executive actions from Obama, if you're talking about the end of the assault weapons ban, everybody acts like in 2020 hindsight, no big deal. You, guess what? They were actually, we were biting our nails. Is this going to expire or not? We didn't know that it was going to expire. So starting in 2004, we were certainly online had massive online communities waiting for that finish line. Was it going to happen or not? Now it ended with a fizzle, like there was no competition at all, but no one was sure of that. And it was the beginnings. I would say, actually, it would be interesting to see someone go back and actually investigate this, but it could be that the beginnings of the internet, those first political strategists were able to see for the first time, <gasps> there's people that actually are aware that this is an unconstitutional thing, that it's not effective for crime. And they've got more than just what we've been feeding them as data. And when they come back at us, we don't know how to deal with that. So let's just let it expire and let them have their toys. Who knows? I'm just putting words in their mouth. But you know, we've dealt with these issues for a long, long time. This time around, and this is why I'm bringing it up, we have a lot of different adversaries. We have a lot of different allies. We have a lot of different approaches. And we have a lot of different time on the clock, various times on the clock. Some organizations are now from the 1970s. I mean, these organizations have been around longer than any of us have almost been walking the planet. Other organizations, actually, what am I saying? From the 70s, some of these organizations are older than some of the people listening to this, right? We have organizations that have started in 2015 after the whole grassroots resistance to Obama's threat of 23 executive actions to take out the Second Amendment without the help of Congress or whatever. That was resisted through grassroots, and that created... I could list, you guys are all sick of hearing me list the organizations that got started in 2015. They're seven years into the game. This is the first time they've gotten the chance to be at the controls for their organization, their alumni, their active participants, their, their people on their own crews. This is the first time they're experiencing that. And what's going to happen here is I think we could just as easily be seeing the last hurrah of the old-fashioned blame gun owners for everything as as much as we spend this time wondering what if and and what we could be doing i guess this is a long-winded way of saying what if we spent this amount of time figuring out a way to encourage tony simon just picking somebody we all know right how could we what what, what if we figured out a way to to come up with something like what rick ector accomplished in detroit this weekend monthly and i'll i'll quit ranting and leave that out there like that that's my answer is we could speculate on the specifics of this time where we could realize we're in a cycle and work on ways to end the cycle through education right. and understanding what the other side is afraid of and working to educate and make aware so that they are no longer afraid of the things that are being used to divide us well and, and i think that rather than you're, you know you're talking about to motivate or inspire or whatever people like tony 
I think they already got the motivation and the inspiration and all this. I mean, more than anything, what a lot of those entities that you're talking about need is funding. Um, and so I'm not, oh, yeah, it's man. not me appealing. I'm not out here saying, Hey, everybody out there that's in this live chat needs to kick 10 bucks over to Tony Simon. That's not what I'm saying, but maybe, you know, a business owner that's pro two a in your area that could, could dump a grand right on Tony Simon. Maybe you know, right? Maybe you know somebody that can do more than you. The dribs and drabs of $10 and $5 and $20, all of that adds up and it helps. And I'm not discounting that one bit. But a lot of times when we talk about funding these projects, people take it that I'm pointing a finger at them that they need to break into their wallet. And that's not what I'm saying. Um, when I say that we need to fund these things, we need to we need to help find the f different funding mechanisms for some of these because i can guarantee you I, you know and, and I, because i've done it before i went to local gun shops i've you know seen people in the community that i knew or 2a and i would talk about these programs right and introduce people g webs knows this uh, ghost knows this uh, tj knows this um, and i'm always introducing this person to that person because i think one person can help the other in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And that, that may be monetarily. It may be with connections. It may be with resources. It may be whatever. But I agree with you, G. It, it does fall on all of us. I mean, there are those of us that turn on the camera, that turn on the microphone and, and whatever. Uh, but, you know, the unsung heroes are the ones out there that are absorbing this information and these thoughts that we're having live on air. And then that take those IRL in real life out there and turn around and do something with it. Um, and I think more people need to take that initiative out there, more of the uh, people that are they're viewing this type of content that, you know, are, are asking, what more can I do? I already give as much so as can I, I can give. Some to real stuff out there. There's, uh, you know, the don't lie for the other guy garbage signs that we paid for as tax dollars that are all around as if, you know, creating the solution, the gun shops or the tunnel for crime guns or something. Right. Like, you know, they don't talk about in the gun shops. They have to display this don't lie for the other guy propaganda. Well, in addition to that, what's stopping us from having something for veteran awareness or veteran, whatever the local group is, you know, the equivalent of VFW. Or if there's like a local shooting team or something, having a thing up that says, hey, their match is coming up. And like you're saying, like well, maybe you are a pizza place or maybe you dry clean or something and you can offer a twenty five dollar gift certificate for your services or you can provide something for one of the bays or something or for some of the shooters or for the prize table and you know have uh awareness for walk the talk america and that kind of thing out there so that people go in and out of gun shops they're seeing this stuff it's not necessarily like hey you got to do something about this every time you come into the gun shop but at least it's there for you the same way the buy bonds were during the war you know it's a reminder like hey if i got a couple of extra bucks i could throw it towards war bonds right like hey if i got a couple of extra bucks or if I got a couple, you know, whatever your resources, if I can do something, now I have a reason. I know where I can direct that that's pro-gun. And awareness is all that's required there. So what I'm getting at is all of that stuff is accomplished by what? Putting up a poster, maybe printing out something that's the size of a piece of paper or half the size of a piece of paper that's got a graphic that gets the point across. And then asking the gun shop, can I put this up on your cork board? Almost every gun shop has some sort of a thing for the customers that run businesses or for the people that they work with or for the range and stuff. And if they don't suggest, hey, can you put up a cork board and let your customers and your, you know, your people that work here and other things like put up, you know, if they're gunsmiths or if they're uh, taxidermists or if they're hunting guides, you know, that kind of thing. And then put that up there. Walk Talk America, a little card they can rip off there and all will quit ran again. 
No, I think you were uh, fine. TJ, you've been chomping yeah, bits I mean, over there. What do you, what do you got to add? I'm just, I'm just listening, man. I agree with everything we need to, you know, yeah, spread, spread the word best we can. And I mean, I think, I think with, with all these attacks, we, as, as a gun community, we've gotten more proficient in, you know, not freaking out. And we're just like, okay, you know, it's, it's like a, almost a routine. All right. Now we've got to go, you know, like I emailed, you know, my senators and, and email the, you know, my reps and email the governor and, and you know, to go through all this and email and contact everybody we can. But yeah, as far as getting the word out to, to everybody else who, you know, may not know, you know, they may not be paying attention to this or who know, you know, know who to contact other, you know, other people, other reps or anything, you know, the more people, the better. Yeah, we're definitely, you know, we're definitely waking up uh, and people are, you know, as, as society, people are waking up for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I said when we started this, I talked about, you know, how ludicrous this, um, um, you know, this particular bill is. And I mean, oh. literally, I mean, it, it, it knows no bounds, right? <laughs> From the tactical people to the <laughs> self-defense people to the, you know, competition to the hunters this knows no bounds it's not like this is bump stocks right or yeah. pistol braces or you know it's like it literally knows no bounds as to what it touches and and if, if anything i see this as waking up even more people you know when they hear that oh man i can't my snow goose shotgun is you know going to be classified as an assault weapon like seriously you know um they're not they're not going to like that um Reese out there, uh, threw out a question. He says, which group do you back? I give to GOA. So um, I'm going to take the opportunity to say I give to a bunch. GOA is one of them. Um, but for me, it's not just picking one. Um, and it's also not just giving them money. So giving any pro to a any advocate any activist because we're talking about the rick dectors and the tony simons and the other people helping any of those those people entities organizations financially is one thing um putting in work yourself is something totally different and so i highly discourage and i'm not saying reese is this way but i highly discourage somebody that's trying to farm out by lieu of monetary donation um their responsibilities in the fight um, and, and the reason I say that is I look at it like casting your vote. How many people go into the ballot box, cast their vote, walk out, and they're done? And they do that every cycle, but they don't keep up. They don't know what's going on. They don't call. They don't engage with their, with their Congress critters, uh, with, their, with their elected representatives, with their oh, politicians. No, they are not leaders. They don't engage with them. All they do is vote. And so just throwing money is, is to me is similar. Yeah. Let me interrupt you for a second. I just thought of something. It's like having car insurance. You, you want car insurance. So you're going to spend over whatever dollars for the car insurance, but you're also not going to just run around recklessly and decide now I'm done. You know, everything's covered. You've got that in case. So you're going to get the car insurance and then you're going to drive safely. You're going to be observant of other drivers who might not be driving safely. Right. You're going to decide if it's raining and storming or something. Maybe I'll wait a little while till it ends and I can go do whatever I need to do that doesn't have priority, right? Like you're going to do these little actions in addition to having the car insurance. So having backing these organizations, sometimes when we go, 
what you just said there. I don't disagree. It's just that sometimes I think people might hear that as, oh, well, then I shouldn't. Or like, that's not enough. I should do something else. Like, go ahead and do it. Like the organizations, I'll do fine. I mean, they're making millions of dollars and they're doing all the things that need to be done, creating lawsuits, creating awareness, creating materials, uh, sometimes creating infrastructure like training or uh, something like that. So they're doing necessary things. And being a life member of Gun Owners America is like $300 unless they changed it. Second Amendment Foundation is like 150. Yearly memberships are usually like 30 to 50. So nothing's going to break the bank and it all adds up for sure. And being a member is a tag on their books. And when they go around trying to be have political weight, they can say, I have this many members. You know, when we do something, this many members participate. So there's there's value there. But it's just like car insurance. You're not done. It's like not, you just don't go ahead and drive how you feel like just because you got car insurance, right? Sorry, I know it's, been a, it's been a very weird night for me. I've, I've got uh multiple fronts coming at me i just got a, a text message for one of my marine brothers who died his wife needs some help so it's like everything's coming down at once so for you guys out there thank you clover tjg webs for keeping the show going this has been a very a very strange night for me um i got a lot of fires going on right now my wife's trying to help me out with this one but um um yeah so anyways um All right, well, can we use that yeah, as a, I'm and I'm, I'm not even really, I don't even know what to say right now. So, so can I'm we sorry. Use that as an opportunity to talk about mental health awareness and suicide prevention and that kind of thing. When we're talking about all these issues, they're using the number of people that die from firearms as their justification for even bringing this stuff up. Because we know they could be looking at any other number of things that are pol political or you know, causes of death in the United States. They're bringing this up and they use these numbers and they include two thirds of them are people that have uh, decided or victim of suicide, right? So now you take a look at how many of those are veterans and stuff and start looking at the causes of that. And that's what most of the appeals to let's do something to prevent the, the initial reasons for these numbers as opposed to the what the item or the tool used to, to follow through with the number or whatever. And some people are satisfied with, uh, well, I'm going to take away this thing that scares me and I'm being told is an easy fix. So I'm done. Is that going to solve anything? Does that solve the, the issues that people are having and the barriers to effective uh, reaching out to others or reaching, seeking out mental health uh, help? We know that Jake tells us, uh, you know, that there's issues with, um, with that, right? Reaching out, um, all kinds of issues from the patient side and from the medical side, them not understanding or on, you know, being able to understand or, well, I could keep going on. Huh? So I just thought maybe that's the time we could talk about those elements. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting. And there's, there's a side of, and let's just talk, um, mental health and, and like a PTSD. Let's just use this as an example, whether it's from a veteran or from anyone, Anyone can struggle from PTSD. Let's just be honest. Um, but there's a side of it that people don't think about. They don't realize. They don't, maybe not, don't want to acknowledge. Um, there are people in this world that have been given a scarlet letter for the rest of their lives 
because something has happened in their lives and maybe even for a short period of time they struggle with PTSD. They went and got help. They have figured out a way to live a normal life while this darkness is still there, but they figured out how to live their life and find the light again. But for a lot of them, they are already for the rest of their life going to be that crazy person. Okay. So you have someone, and this is where it gets really dark. Okay, is you have someone that had a legitimate issue with PTSD. I'm just using PTSD as as a as an example because that's kind of what people mostly think of when they hear mental health uh, right now. But that, let's say they have PTSD. Thank you, TJ, and thank you, G23. Not necessary. Thank you very much. Um, this is something that has to do with um, a child. So, um, anyways, um, anyway, so they've been diagnosed with PTSD or they've talked to some people uh, about being in the darkness and all that and they fought they scrapped they crawled their way out of that hole and found the light again and they've been able to live in somewhat light you know they, they figured out a way to make themselves be somewhat normal and live a normal life but part of the rest of the world always looks at them and still has that I remember that guy 10 years ago when he was having issues and he went crazy a couple times. And no matter what that person does, he'll never get rid of the stigma of being um, in that dark place. And that's tough because some people, it takes everything they have in this world to crawl out of that hole. And every day they're reminded by other people in their lives what they were before. And that's a part of it that people don't realize. There are people that are able to get help and they are able to live a normal life. And they're reminded every day how they were for maybe a short, brief period of their life. And that's where it gets bad as well. We Just because people uh, seem to be okay, they've gotten over it, doesn't mean they're not living with that darkness because they're reminded of that darkness every single day of their lives. It's almost like they have that scarlet letter on there. Um, and that's something that I, I, I want to hear more people talk about is what happens to these people once they do get help and once they are able to find a way out of the darkness for a brief time, we don't just give up and say, okay, they're cured. They're, they're, they're okay. Let's move on to the next one. That's someone you've got to be with because now they're more susceptible to finding that darkness even quicker and maybe even darker the next time. Um, so if you know someone out there that is in that darkness and they do seem to pull themselves out, that doesn't mean it's over. It just means they were able to, to get well that first time, but that doesn't mean it's, it's kind of like an addict. You know, they're always going to be an addict, no matter what happens. They're always, these people that have struggled with mental health are always going to struggle with mental health just because they're okay today. doesn't mean they're okay tomorrow. So always be on the lookout. I'd rather um, at it instead of saying an addict, which seems like something that somebody may have chosen or decided, right? And then it got you're out right. of it. Yeah, you're probably, I chose the wrong word, but I was just trying to use it as an analogy. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I think it works. Is that me? Am I doing that? I don't know. Oh, I know what it, it sounds is. like it. It's my fan underneath here. Oh, okay. I was like, what is happening to my computer? That's a bad noise. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it got me so flushed. I didn't Thank even you, know. Chris. 
stop you there. Um, uh, well, you, know, you were talking about using the analogy of being an addict, and and and, and that probably it probably wasn't the greatest yeah, one for sure. So once you've broke your leg, okay, maybe okay, you're not yeah, sure. the same again, same again, right? Once you've had an injury, maybe you're not going to rebound from that injury to the same way as when you were 18 years old. But what if you just abuse the shit out of your elbows or your sorry, your whatever we can swear here, right? Or your hips or something, and now you're 35 or 55 and you're not 18 anymore. A lot of us didn't care when we were young because we had cherished the opportunities we had and we did when and it was also kind of condoned to ignore injuries and stuff. If I minimize this, I don't think that'll happen. So um sorry I'm watching the bidding over at the pot of gold auctions. All right, I'll close this. Not a problem. Um but the what I was getting at is that one of the things we've got is thinking about it as an injury, which in the past I haven't heard of that option before. I'm desperately looking for where it is. I had too many windows open. Okay, now I'm actually closing it. So um I don't know if you even heard that thinking, but it was driving me nuts. So uh, we've got people that are veterans are working together. And I was going to say that I'm going to use the analogy of the global war on terror because you can use this for other things, but you get you can use it for Vietnam, you can use it for Korea, you can use it for whatever. And I'm just going to go with veteran stuff because we're kind of on the topic of veterans, but this could apply to yeah. anybody to catch up with me. The first person that lead the way, the first person that scout through, the first person that was assigned the duty and figure it out, the planks, plank owners, they figure it out and they come up with something and then the, the, then they they share, right? They go, okay, here, here, the next crew, this is what we figured out. This is what we figured out. And then the evolution of tradition happens that, that way. And the same way with mental health. Guys are coming out. They are having their issues. Some people are single. Some people are having their multiple uh, families, right? Uh, the, you know, issues not just with XYs, but multiple families, right? Like everybody's got different situations. Everybody has their own demons. Everybody's got their own situations. But we're not alone. Nobody's alone. And it's not like in the old days where you better grin and bear it, like grit and bear it or whatever. Like, just go do it on your own. Drink and shut up, right? That was the, you would go to the VF, to the guys who go to the VFW and drowned it before. That happens now, but there's options. So when you say, let's talk about the other side, like, let's talk about once you've got the injury and you realize it and you're healed from that initial injury, but you know you've still got a muscle injury, right? You know, you've still got something potentially you don't want to put full weight on it. Well, you've got brothers, you've got family, you've got sisters out there that have either dealt with what you've dealt with, been where you've been, right? Or you can offer some guidance because they haven't been where you've been, right? You've got the opportunity to lead the way. Yeah, and, and I talk about this all the time, um, and, it's, and it's a great story about the guy falling in the hole and yelling up to the street, hey, I fall in this hole, I can't get out, I need some help, I need some help. And another guy jumps in to the hole with him. He's like, what, what, what? Now we're both stuck here. And he goes, yeah, but I've been here before. I know the way out. And sometimes, um, that's, that's, that's strong. Um, uh, not everyone is going to deal with that darkness the same. No one's not, everyone's going to have the same level of darkness. No one's never, no, it's no, no two stories are going to be the same. But it's not it's not the degree or the story itself. It's the fact that, and that's kind of what I'm going through in a text message right now. It's not the degree, and it's it, it's the comfort of knowing, no matter what happens, I've got someone to lean on. Yep. And breaking your leg, what do you do? You go to the hospital. They they put a cast on. They put you on crutches. 
well, we're mental crutches. We're 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 family crutches. I got you. You're not going to have to. I, I'm going to help support you. You're not going to have to walk through this alone. And that's ultimately what it is, is I think the biggest thing, the reason why people maybe get down in that dark, and I'm not a doctor, I'm, I'm not Jake, um, but I think a lot of reason why they get down as dark and deep as they, as they are sometimes is they feel they're alone. And just literally having someone that they say, this person listens to me, he talks to me, he's been there, he understands at least to some extent, um, he shared some experiences I don't have to worry about lying. I, I can be completely brutally honest and he's not going to judge me or she's not going to judge me. That's mm -hmm. as important as anything that you can ever do is to listen and say, no matter what you tell me right now, I will not judge and I will not act on anything. I'm here to listen to you and to talk to you. Whatever you need to get off your chest right now is that is exactly what you say and do not hold back. And sometimes just releasing that can help people more than anything. Sorry. Even, yeah, I was just going to add if you don't if you don't know that person, you might meet them tomorrow. So if you don't already have that person, you might tomorrow. Yeah. Hey, this is I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, um Okay. I can go. Um got this short you want to just be a have a problem Yeah, I can end this. I'd say what What's that? I'll close it up. I'll close it up. All right, you guys want to keep going for a little bit? I've got two fires I'm fighting right now, and both of them are equally. Go get them, and I'll just so. and I'll just you you jump, and then I'll just I'll close it. I'll just close it up. Yeah, I'll take care of it. Thank I'll you guys. Go. I apologize. A weird night. Thank you everyone out there for understanding. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Thank you so much for watching. Happy every second matters. Sorry that this has been a weird one. Thank you, Clover, TJ, G Webs. I love you guys. Um, you guys don't know how much. You guys mean to me, but thank you for this. And and I I've got to go. I'm 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 breaking down, so I got to go. But thank you. Okay. All right. So let's run this one. Uh, run this one through, and then I'll I'll close her out. So, uh, TJ, what you got coming up? What you uh, want to leave old, us with? The old the old gearreport.com stuff. Cool. Gear-report.com. Yeah. Gear. Yeah. Gear report. Gear hyphen Gear hyphen I got the um I don't know Jeff I, I I submitted the the Wolfpack Armory CSR five five six for review, so hopefully he'll publish that soon. Um, I've got the uh, the Saltwater Arms Barracuda. I'm I'm finishing that one up tonight. I, so I, that's why I went and took the beach pictures. Um, you know, I got the a PRD uh, version two from Meprolite I'm working on, and then uh, you know DVG one and a, a DB nine. Nice, so, lots cool. of lots of fun stuff, man. Awesome. Well, thanks for jumping in. Appreciate hey, it. No problem. Thanks for keeping it rolling earlier when Ghost had to leave. Appreciate yeah. that. So, and uh, yeah, Thursday nights. Uh, yeah, Thursday. Gear Nine report. Uh, the week at Gear Report. Go check uh, that out for sure uh, if you like to uh, talk gear. So, uh, gee, you're up. Every second matters, but you got all kinds of uh, projects in the works and doing all kinds of cool things. So, give you a couple of minutes and uh, yeah, just. Uh, Recap whatever you need to do, promote all that good stuff. 
Um, <clears throat> I was just going to say, you know, the Walk Talk America is doing a lot of good stuff. So check that out. And I know Ghost had been doing some stuff with the Veterans Administration. But uh, one thing I don't have off the top of my head is anything like a national number. There is the 988 that just went online. Uh, that's the suicide prevention 911. Wow. Is it 988, right? I think it's, it, now I'm double I'm guessing myself if it's 966. I think it's 988. So once we all get used to it, we'll know that that's out there. And efforts like uh, Walk Talk America and others that have been out there, you know, can come up with some kind of a graphic or a visual visual way to get that into people's minds. And and uh, I guess I was going to say, since I don't have off the top of my head any uh, national level or other than a couple of individual groups I'm aware of, I don't know of any national level clearinghouse for uh, service organizations, branch level or air, theater level or era. You know, there's different focuses sometimes on these organizations so that they don't just limit themselves to one group so that they can, you know, for lots of reasons. But uh, there may be one out there. And if there is one, I mean, that's something that's a project for anybody that might want one. And, uh, and if someone knows that off the top of their head, uh, I'd be definitely interested in it. I'll be adding, I'm going to be adding that to my list of projects uh, to accomplish at some point is come up with like an infographic or something to uh, illustrate the various options that are out there. And since we're on it, I don't want to be all doom and gloom. I'm just going to use this opportunity to talk about since we're our Every Second Matters and we are Second Amendment gun focused, there's also, but I was still want to say on the same vein, there's a lot of organizations out there that uh, bring people out uh, to have a hunt or to just have some time in nature or to just have time away with their families without any kind of obligations so that they can just chill, right? So brain is an organ. If you needed to rest your leg or have some kind of butt problem where you had to have your butt up in the air, it might be awkward and weird, but you'd deal with it, you'd heal, and then you might have a butt drip or something, which you're not going to talk about in public, but you got to deal with it. Brain's just another thing. Sometimes it's a lung or something, and now you're dealing with that lung issue or you're dealing with a pain problem, right? So there's lots of organizations out there that offer assistance. So if somebody asked earlier, thanks for being new because I don't remember who it was, but somebody asked about what organizations do we back, maybe add a list of those. If all the 2A.orgs, uh, uh, you know, you've got a budget and you've already given them each a couple, an allocation, you know, according then uh, consider checking out either a regional or a branch specific, or again, a theater specific or whatever might be, uh, hunting or nature or some other type of facility act, uh, activity-based thing for veterans or, you know, I, I'm thinking veterans because we're talking about it, but you could obviously do that for kids that have need or kids that don't have whatever or anything, right? There's lots of organizations out there. And when we talk about how do we st stop these attacks against us as gun owners, we stop the things that give them the ammunition, the problems in society that create all the violence that they're using against us. And the more often we're able to do that, the better we get at it and the more efficient we are. The positive side is that things get cleaned up and fixed. Other people get inspired by our example and amplify it. And then they move on and maybe we're worried about swimming pools or how we're going to deal with the space tunnels or whatever we got next, you know, some kind of man-made islands that we're afraid are going to tip over. Like there's going to be other problems. Let's just weather through this and do it in a way that makes us uh, stronger.
from attacks later. So I guess I rambled for a bit there, but no, that's what gives uh, us the keys. I'm going to keep rambling. Right. That's all good stuff. We don't mind. Uh, we don't mind the rambling. We're used to you rambling at this point, G. Uh, yeah. So for me, um, as uh, a lot of you know, I um, I'm kind of on a little break. I went on a little vacation for the anniversary the last few days. Um, my plan is to probably next week uh, get into filming some content and then probably the week after uh, start releases of the produced content again. I've spent most of the day today scheduling out uh, podcast guests for the coming weeks and months. So, uh, you know, getting back into the swing, wanted to take some time off to take care of a few things, recharge, get some projects lined out, some other things, and it's going well, and you guys have been really receptive to that. So thanks for uh, for being patient. Uh, the summertime is the best time, I think, to do it for uh, any type of a GunTuber channel because it's typically slow anyway. But, uh, yeah, thanks for everybody that has hung around on the show here. Uh, it's been uh, one for the record books, I think, for real, because it's been kind of wild and crazy and up and down and all over the place. So thanks for hanging in. All of the Super Chats, uh, appreciate it to the max for all of that stuff. I'm sure Ghost will make sure that that gets to uh, the appropriate place. Uh, and, uh, yeah, uh, stay safe till next time. And Ghost says it, so I guess I will say it, even though I'm not a Marine, but uh, Semper Fi.